the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and, of course, your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. And David, Have you turned me on? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, that's Calvin, a bad Calvin, sign. I can hear. You're all plugged in. Are you sure? Yeah. I can. Uh, I can try another. I one. can hear the road. Oh, that's weird. You don't oh, have to now, put your headphones sorry, on. Sorry, you, you weren't you weren't plugged in all the way. Uh huh. Now well, is that you better? Should be a little better, yeah. Calvin, can you hear me? Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. Okay, you're all plugged in. David Rodriguez is here while Calvin gets all everything settled in. David, how'd your presentation go? Looks like you had a nice crowd. Hello, Milton. Yes, hello, everyone. Yes, over here at beautiful Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Uh, our topic today was summer color plants, including mm-hmm. cray myrtles, yeah. Texas superstars, and other. So uh, we got a little bit into specific varieties, and but we covered more of uh, proper um, selecting, handling, um, uh, planting, maintenance, and then we, we went... Uh, I went into the varieties of uh, considerations, but Mary always does a mm-hmm. a wonderful job of uh, bringing a good representative plants. And you know, as long as Mary you, Sharp, oh yeah, she does a great job. As long as you uh, select the right plant and plant it correctly, you know these these summer colored plants, cray myrtles, and all these superstar plants, and what they have here at the nursery is unbelievable. And it seems like every time I come out here, it's like a new face that they're selling out and switching out and bringing in new and yeah. it's amazing they do such a great job but we had a good good audience and uh, covered quite a bit and uh, I think they left with a lot of good knowledge and a lot of the plants that Mary set up for display over there as well uh, I said y'all can buy these so a lot of them were purchasing them right on the spot as well so yeah that, I don't doubt well, it because so. some of them okay let me ask you these may be on sale Lantanas, are that summer color? They have Lantanas, Plumbago. Yeah, Plumbago's on sale. Gold Star Esperanza, yes, is yes. that summer color? Yes, Actually, definitely. I'm seeing them all through the neighborhood blooming yeah, up a storm. Oh, unbelievable. Blue Plumbago, you Blue mentioned Plumbago, these are all yeah. on sale, by the way. Yes. Um, the Lilacs, Texas Lilac Vitex. Yes, yes. I like that. That's uh, It's doing well. Mexican Bird of Paradise. Are those blooming? I haven't. I uh, think some we, are we around they are, yeah. they are in the neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah we just got our first reports. Town. The ones that he has for sale... Uh, he's bringing them in. They're not blooming or budded because uh, that's all that I think the grower had available. But yeah. people see them blooming around town. They want it, so they they can plant those. You know. 
And did you see the sinises blooming? Oh, yeah. That's uh, going to get a, rain. Uh, barometer plant. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that one was Silverado, which I think is an A&M. Yeah. Benny yeah, Simpson release, right? That's on Benny Simpson release, right? Silverado, I believe. Jerry's forgotten about so, uh, the uh, mic in front compact, of this. Compact variety. <laughs> Talk awesome. into the mic. Awesome, <laughs> awesome variety. So. And uh, are you a believer? Uh, what? In the Sinisa predicting rain? It was raining this morning. It was, it was raining blue. this morning. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, do you, I was, what, what is the definition of rain? I mean, is exactly. it two, right, two people spitting or what? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was raining hard enough that I could hear it. Against the house, but that, and, that I, was, and I didn't recognize. It wasn't you sure it wasn't just a dog peeing? Uh, no, it was not the dog peeing. <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't going, feel it, coward. but it was weird because I was sitting there and uh, and it's against a wall that faces the uh, front yard, uh-huh. and it was like, whoosh, and I'm like, no, that's what, a what tire is going flat. Is that what that was? Okay. How, how was no. it? The noise. <laughs> just like that and I, was, and I was like what is that he, he's forgotten what rain I, sounds I know like. that, that's what I thought I, was like, like. I don't know if that's rain or not it sure sounds and then I went and peeked out the door and sure enough it was a nice little drizzle left And but yeah not very long so hopefully the Sinisa are predicting rain for. Yeah, the re- yeah, I'll, I'll look yeah, at the weather yeah, yeah. Uh, give, me the, wanna... give me the odds and when I go to I'm going to bet on the horses. Tell me how it wins. Okay. So let me let me warn you, uh, Dave, as I do this, you can talk about whatever you want to, but uh, as I tell the weather, you're in, you're in the, uh, what's the zone at SeaWorld where you get wet? What is that called? You're in the splash zone. Oh, okay. Right there by Jerry. Let, you'll, let you'll, me move my water bottle. Okay. Yeah, oh, oh he'll, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, uh, he, uh, if he doesn't like the, uh, the, the forecast, he kind of. Which I haven't liked for the last two months. Yeah. Nothing. Once you go above 96 degrees, we don't need to know those other numbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Way. Just yeah, high. Yeah. All right. Let's see what the, my rain is. looks like. Oh, you're safe. I don't see any. <laughs> really? There was a prediction uh, in what day? a newspaper for today. Well, we got some this morning. But then, but then when you looked at the uh, total amount of water predicted, it was yeah. .05. <laughs> <laughs> And I what, would be embarrassed to put that in the. What do you say to .05? See, there you yeah. go. And twenty percent. I wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't encourage him like yeah. that. <laughs> he <laughs> seems to enjoy that so much. Yeah. And then, then when I go give a presentation on, I, and I have to explain, well, how scientific Jerry is. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> he probably doesn't fall in line. That's twenty uh, percent means eighty percent won't get rain. So yeah. He, uh, it's it's more the uh, the amount because uh, oh. I go to weather.gov and that says you know, rainfall expected 0.25 to 0.26 percent. You know, Don't rain. Don't even tease us. That's uh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't like that. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And then y'all were talking a little bit about um, the Laura Bush petunias. Laura you're, Bush you're, petunias. Yeah, I have something weird in mind. We're going to test that out. I'll take a picture of it. But I think John Thomas is the main seed source still, right? For oh, three yeah. colors. And he said, uh, we, we at one time, in fact, I think Dr. Stein was excited about the purple. You mentioned that you got a purple. Oh, do you want to? And uh, okay. we, we sent it up there. Uh, and uh, we noticed it when we were growing it at the greenhouse that uh, – it wasn't making much seed. You know, Laura Bush just covered with seed. Interesting. 
and the pinks that way, and the regular the straight roller bushes that way, and we wanted to do the purple. But not enough seed. It would it would make seed. Interesting. And so we sent it, sent it. They sent it to they sent it to Europe with all the uh, uh, with all the other petunias in the world, and uh, it wouldn't make seed there either in the greenhouse. So uh, we had to drop it, obviously. Interesting. So if if yours makes a little seed pod, save them. Okay, save them. Okay, yeah. That part. I had five different uh, hues or colors, which they're all pretty to me. They're all beautiful. Oh yeah. And not knowing the colors when I planted those that flat, it's amazing that how where they kind of look perfect where they're at because they're blooming. Yeah. Uniformity yeah. and stuff. Now so. the, was that. Was that the petunias that were last sold yeah, at, yeah, the at Lower Bush? Yes. A pink Lower Bush? Yes. Okay. So they were mixed. But you didn't get any out of the first? Out of no, the, the last one. Okay. I was yeah. trying to evaluate how many different of those uh, petunias I've got in my yes. head. I've got some of the, the, the little, little one VIPs. Yeah. Intense. Yeah, yeah. And then there's about three ver- versions of pink with a bigger yeah, bloom, the Laura Bush. I That's guess. from their mama. Yeah, so at least I got at least four different, uh, and it uh, looks like more coming up. Yeah, and they're they're pretty. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm okay not having all pink. I'm kind of happy having all these different colors. Yeah, I feel like I yeah. think I think what I got had something supposed to be pink. Then. Yeah, I think I got some pink, pink, and then some of the purple, and then and then like the pink turned purple, huh? or something like that. I know it's weird. I'll take some more pictures. I, sh- I should take pictures. The pink turned yeah. purple. I think uh, the, I think the pink turned purple. I'm sure, I'm sure the uh, uh, plant breeders would like that. That we would be content with yeah. whatever color or whatever shape that comes. Yeah. Well, that, did you hear my shape story and size? So I had my uh, Laura Bush with the uh, my uh, Johnny Jump Ups. Yeah, take one, please. Uh, and um, it uh, in a pot. In a pot. And they were they got up real tall above the you know because that's they're much taller, and then they kind of died down and new ones came up I noticed, and they're the size of the Johnny Jump Ups. Cool. The, the bloom is a, is a VIP or Laura Bush bloom maybe a little smaller, but they're no taller than they are. It's like it's like they grew to the size of mm-hmm. you know no. No, I'm Rich. telling you. No, I've got a special breed of them. If you fertilize them, yeah, and water and we, water. Well, so with are the you Johnny sure you have us. to both water and fertilize? Uh, yeah, and I thought sun, it was one or the other. And sun. And they aren't. They aren't in full sun. Okay. They are not. They get shade after. They get afternoon shade. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, when, if you it's not, them, when it's ninety-five, when it's ninety-five, they're happier in the Yeah, they're they're breathing a sigh of relief. All right. I was. Uh, they did get rain this morning. Uh-huh. They got point oh five. Yeah, just that much rain. I was trying to. I was uh, talking to. Uh, I'm trying to get out of this plant business, you know. And uh, but I can't do it. It just keeps throwing me back into it. Every time he tries to get out, they pull him <laughs> back <laughs> in. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to Wild Seed Farms. Uh, the Tom Kramer over at Eagle Lake, and he said they would be interested in looking at uh, Greg's uh, maroon poppy. Oh, cool. Good, yeah. And so I called Greg and asked him, did he want to do that? Because it's his plant, his name. 
and uh, he was all excited about it, and uh, we're going to work it out for Wild Seed Farm okay. to grow those poppies. All right. And, and the interesting thing about it, I said, Greg, isn't that, isn't that the poppy, poppies? Uh, we collected a red. Uh, bl- he said it was a blood red poppy. From Johnson City, double, right? Double, yeah. yeah, Johnson City. Pretty close to uh, Lady Bird Johnson's uh, oh, okay. home, home house. Okay. Of the Johnson home out. And uh, he said, remember, I was going to knock on the door to see if we could get some seed. And you were collecting the seed as I was knocking on the door. I said, I don't think that's the way. I, the way that used to the way or, I remember. Or jumping it. the fence or running yeah. away or yeah. getting chased by a dog. The, uh, the way I remember it was I was going to ask for permission and greg was collecting it but he's turned it on me so i have a good amount of seed i've collected so we need any oh good i got it good yeah okay well we'll say that for our market yeah so we got we're pretty good on the good deal yeah larry Um, larry said he got a bunch of seed from the botanical garden i'm gonna go judge tomatoes gentlemen all right yeah tell us why you're here you did the presentation we talked about that and that was Um, a nice we have the top tomato contest here at millburgers landscape nursery yeah, and uh, so uh, we have gonna some go judge. participants that have entered, so we're going to go check it out and see who the champions are today. All right, well, thank you for doing that. Good Dave. seeing y'all today. Good and seeing you too. Rest of the weekend. Did guys. we make it clear to everybody that was unhappy with the judging? They should let us know, and we'll relay that. Yeah, to we gave us Doctor Jerry Parsons' cell number if y'all want to write it down. Yeah, that's what David gives out. Unhappy oh. with what? Gives oh, him, gives oh. him your cell number. Here you go. Thanks for thanks for to participate in the contest. Call this number. It's our complaint line right there. there uh, yes, ma'am. Go. Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Yes. Come on. Okay. Grab the mic and you'll be on the air. Oh, those are pretty. You got some Esperanza. Oh, good. Well, how can we help you? You're on the air. Um, I was just wondering uh, what kind of plant is deer resistant. I know none are completely deer resistant. Oh. But what is the best? How do you get the express news? Uh, no. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a wonderful article in the Express News today uh, talking about pl- plants that are that bloom and are deer resistant. Oh, wonderful. Okay, we'll get, we'll get one today. Yeah. yeah. And then can you give her any hints? And then there's... Oh, uh, Jerry's going to read it for you. Then there's... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, in plantanswers.com, there's a yeah. plant list, list too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you'll notice in this article, and I think even on the plantanswers.com list, they, they uh, alert you to the fact that the, it's a constant changing, and in some neighborhoods, certain <laughs> plants are, are not eaten, others they are. But your uh, es- esperan- uh, esperanza is usually good. Oh, good. Jerry's got the article. Are you looking for perennials or annuals, or does it matter? You just want some color for it. Oh, I don't know. Do vincas tolerate shade? No, not much. <laughs> okay. Oh, is it on a porch? Mm-hmm. Partial shade. Okay. You mean the deer will come up on the porch? Heck yeah, they're hungry. <laughs> if you were hungry and there was a hamburger on the porch, would you go up there? <laughs> uh, you know, you know what might work. I would Ancelonia. try. Yeah, I would try. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. Cora vinca. Oh, vincas. Okay. You have to, yeah, they For shade? the only thing that we've ever found that they won't eat. Okay. Well, and, 
Now, in, in my neighborhood, they didn't eat Angelonia, so you might want to try that. Yeah. And then, did, but is that okay like, for shade? Uh, Snapdragon. Huh? It's, it's is, right uh, over Vinca there. okay for shade on the porch? Yeah. Right, uh, oh, that, good. That, that lady in the blue, in the blue okay. outfit to, to her. Back where she was before. So they're on that roll. What about, will they eat blue plumbago? I guess yes. that, you wouldn't do that yeah. on the porch. Okay, they, anyway. They, they would eat that on the porch, too. Caladiums, uh, zinnias. They'll eat that. Oh, now, zinnias, they might pass up, but they they break them down pretty easy. They're so stiff. Okay. But uh, I think that, yeah, the, we mentioned uh, point sienna and uh, esperanza. Four o'clocks, hmm. iris, okay. a coravinca, of course. Yeah, Angelonia. And there's lots of colors, and the, the vincas are are nice, and they're tough. They're beautiful, yeah. Yeah. All right. All, All right. right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. Much. You Bye. bet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. Sorry, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of today's show. Tell us what's going on in your world. Uh, David's judging the top tomato contest right now. So we'll find out. The blood drive's going on today, too. I'm going to try to uh, see if I can donate after the show. So I'm just going to walk up. I'll tell you what happens tomorrow. See if they take me. Uh, But uh, you can just walk up, too. So 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It's a pretty day here. It's warm, not a cloud in the sky, little breeze, but uh, not too bad just yet. So come on out to Millburgers like a lot of folks. You're getting they're a little gone. red in the face, Mill. Oh, am I again? Uh, their uh, folks are getting the uh, Esperanza. That's the second one now we're seeing Finding a Home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's good. Well, and uh, for, uh, folks that are in- interested in uh, uh, encouraging the monarch butterflies and helping them deal with their population drop, um, there's uh, the milkweed. There's uh, tropical milkweed here. There's also porterweed, which is uh, two kinds. Very attractive. The red uh, dwarf and then the purple uh, larger plant. And they're Miss Flower. And then what else we got there, Jerry? Uh, they, yeah, they put put that red one right there close to us, Milton. Other side oh, of the yeah, tree. Right oh, there, yeah. Just a, just That's a torture cabin. That's pretty. Do you like the red or the purple better? I like the red better, but I like to have both. I see. But uh, I was telling uh, somebody this, mor- this morning, the thing about the, the red that, uh, that amazes me, you plant it, and a week later it's... Flesh out. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of the shoots take off from the center, and the bloom, uh, the bloom uh, stalks out there. So it's it's kind of a neat plant even to have on your patio if it's in full sun, uh, because it uh, immediately attracts the butterflies, the hummingbirds, and, mm-hmm. and the bees, and uh, uh, very attractive. 
Highly recommended by Paul Cox. So. Yeah, yeah. It only took us <laughs> a few years. When I, I uh, we've got some re really interesting uh, accounts of Paul trying to get our interest. <laughs> yeah, and us poo-pooing him. Yeah. And more than poo-pooing, <laughs> Paul. You understand why no one's buying that, don't you? They're calling it weed. <laughs> I think Calvin was talking to him like that. You think Calvin? I would was, never say that. Yeah, you were much more gentle. Uh, <laughs> Is that how you remember it? I just kind of ignored him. Uh, he well, <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't figure out why. All that, all the that's, plants that's left. All that was left was porter weed. Porter weed. I said, Paul. Well, well, what got? But the lesson of the story is to just trust Paul. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing though that Paul missed was the uh, how important they are, or how uh, much they attract the butterflies. That yeah. really makes them uh, attractive, even though they're and they're so cold sensitive, though. So you, uh, uh, the other thing of you uh, keep them in a situation where you can move them in to protect them, that makes a big difference. But uh, yeah. But the, the main thing was uh, just you, you, with that kind of a name and that look, you really don't realize how uh, mm -hmm. how uh, attractive they are uh, to butterflies and other, other pollinators. Yeah. I wonder which one they were selling back in those days. Uh, this was a botanical garden sale, and uh, with Paul helping them with it, so they uh, they probably had a native. They probably were selling a native one. What a native where though? Where the native, the closest native was in. Well, um, they, they've got that one in the hill country. Got two or three in the hill country. Quarter weed. Yeah, uh, the the uh, staghorn or uh, what do they call it? Oh no, you're talking. Uh, you're talking milkweed. Milkweed, milkweed. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is porter weed. Is yeah. The closest one is in uh, in the Caribbean. Yeah, and most of I don't think Paul went down and got it. No, but they had the they had the red and the purple from the beginning, and then when it got real popular, there was about seven different colors. Uh, none of them were as attractive or easy to grow as the the red and the purple, which we have here now. Yeah, but that uh, red is a smaller plant too. Isn't yeah, it is, uh, but it. Uh, Makes quite a show and you yeah, know, fills out really quickly. Likes full sun. It's uh, you, you do have to. It's a little bit like zinnias in terms of watering. It, mm. it looks like it should be uh, not very uh, uh, prone to drying out, but uh, you gotta you gotta water it every couple of days in this <laughs> kind of weather. It looks like uh, just from the porch. It looks like the foliage stays low. And the sh the flowers on the spikes shoot up through the foliage. Oh yeah, relative. Now these are r relatively shorter, but but yeah, it's the same that same kind of shape when they're planted in full sun in a little larger container. Um, you got usually you got the stalks a little taller than that and the foliage a little a little taller than that. But yeah. They, but they look good. But right? that even that'd now. Be great for patios. That's right. And uh and uh, that <laughs> well, know, people, they got people are people live in high rises and things like that. Constant the the, the boom they're I mean they're just like uh vincas and, and pentas in terms of the the blooms. 
Oh yeah. As long as you keep them watered, and they get they're getting enough sun, they'll they'll bloom from now until cool weather shows up. Yep. Uh, All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Melton, I'm going to have to depend on you here. I was, okay. I'm taking care of my your dog, my poorly, my poorly financed daughter and son-in-law. Bless their hearts. They're in Hawaii. They're in where? Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> they're slumming it in Hawaii? Yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, uh, but, but guess who has to take care of the puppy dogs? Not that, you. That would be me. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so I was out. I didn't have my printer available. Oh, okay. So I was doing the old deal, uh, the old uh, yeah. sheet that we had. But uh, they lead those special uh that trace led off with were those cannas over there yeah those are pretty aren't they yeah and, and, you know greg says anybody kind of grow a cow yeah. oh look at that blooming sinisa so if you cannot grow it you yeah you can grow it okay grow it. well you can the the situation with cannas is uh really shows how the status of butterflies has changed because remember in the old days we we used to moan and groan about those caterpillars that mm-hmm. chewed up on the leaf rollers, and yeah. now now we uh, it has an, a, a, an attractive name for that butterfly, and we talk about <laughs> about this as a source plant for nesting so and so butterflies. My gr- my grandmother, uh, fifty sixty years ago. Always had cannas oh, in, wow. in, in the backyard, and uh, of course the flowers were pretty. But I was always infatuated with that uh, leaf, that Curl. caterpillar that cuts a hole in the leaf before it unrolls, and that when it unrolls, those uh, holes are all in a row. So I couldn't figure out how they how they did that. But uh, they're on sale here, and they got uh, got some different colors I'm looking at. And what are they for sale, Milton? They are. I will help you out here. They are on sale. A number one pot regularly eight ninety nine. Now seven eighty eight or three for twenty one dollars. Did you win? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Cool. Eight ninety. Oh my goodness. Good. Good. You want to be on the air with us? Okay, yeah, tell us your secret. Tell us what tell yeah, us, what yeah. the character is. Come on the air for just a second. It's easy. You'll do fine. Just talk. Grab the, grab the mic. You'll be on there. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, where right here. Right there. there. There you go. So are you the grand champion? Are you the top tomato? Yes, you're on. Yes, I am. I, Congratulations. Uh, what what, cat, what uh, kind of tomatoes you got? The celebrity there? tomatoes bought here at Mill Burgers. Um, All right. I use uh, Medina Has to Grow and... A little tomato tone and Epsom salt and lesson from the Lord, and uh, <laughs> I get a beautiful crop every year. So no, uh, what, what two categories did you win? I won um, best all around twice, two different ones. No, it must be at largest uh, by weight or? Uh, one by weight. Oh, and one's one on. For show. Okay. Way to go. You did but, good. Uh, I had yeah. a good crop this year. I went to the, I think I talked to. Y'all guys here at the radio about uh, putting in the watering system. Remember, I was talking to you about uh, I was getting too much water. 
Well, I, I messed around with the, uh, the uh, soaker hoses. There you go. Got them in right. And now I water once a week. I didn't get any blossom rot. I didn't get any splits or anything. And, uh, right, they're beautiful. Just once a week? You were yeah, right? they are pretty what, nice. What are they well, planted? I'm going to go twice now because of the heat. Yeah. What did you, where do you plant it? I have raised beds. I have five. And I uh, use miracle Grow um, bed, bedding soil. And um, I was really proud of them this year because of no rain or anything. And I uh, did my own watering. And uh, they came out beautiful. So I was blessed. Yeah, you noticed <laughs> this year... Of course, you tr- always look for the silver lining, I guess. But this year, we have not had one question on uh, early blight, oh, yeah. alternaria, yeah. all those fungus diseases that we have when it's raining. And since you're watering with drip, the water stays off the foliage. And uh, Yeah, I highly recommend that to anyone because uh, when you're watering by hand, um, some people water late in the day, late oh, at, yeah. and uh, get the viruses and all the fungus and everything growing at night. And you overwater, you underwater, you never really know what to do. And so, uh, yeah. just let the the drip; it'll take care of you. You're a good man. Well, thank you guys. God bless y'all for, well, you for your show. Us? And I gotta go. Do you oh, want to tell us your name? Oh, so oh my name's Wayne McGuire. All right. I live over in Live Oak, and uh, oh, I love okay. my gardening. Yeah, all right. Good. Well, congratulations. Yeah, way thank to go, you, Wayne. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Those are big for celebrities. Well, yeah, those are big for celebrities. Yeah. The Lord probably not going to be happy with me. You didn't, right. uh, did you see, who, who, did you Did you enter one in the heaviest? The big girl. The heaviest one? And the celebrity. Oh, go back on the mic a sec. So we can hear, yeah, 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 so we can hear you. Well, you were talking about the. The, the, uh, the large tomato. Large tomato. What was that? Well, I think I got them combined this year. The wind. I had them staked really good, but the wind kept, it was so bad back in April that uh, they kind of bent over with each other. And the, the early, uh, I think the early girl and the celebrity combined, and they're not to s- combine tomatoes. Was there an they illicit relationship? Plants. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. Just the plants. And so the ones I entered today, I put on my uh, application as celebrity. And I have to agree with Calvin. I don't I think they're a little big for celebrity. So they might be another form, but uh, man, they look no. good. They're, anyway, they're no, delicious. They're de- yeah, they I've, they are they, uh, year in and year out. They're pretty reliable. I've had yeah. I had two plants, three plants, and I've got over fifty so far, and I've given them to all the neighbors, and I've still got um, probably another fifteen on, still on there green. Oh, wow. Great, so, very good. good. Well, thanks. Thank you. Right, <laughs> you did good. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, 866-308-8867. You take care. Thanks for entering. All right. Uh, those are really good-looking tomatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Celebrity is a pretty good tomato, but especially, uh, you know, you know it's, it's grown. It's, believe it or not, this dry weather. Stri- if you can apply drip irrigation or yeah, well the celebrity, you know that consistent performance of celebrity really shows up when it's a stressful weather situation. Yeah, yeah. When you got really nice tomato weather, then <laughs> other the other varieties, some of them come forward and uh, yeah. outperform. But the celebrity's always in the, in the running. Oh yeah. So and it's supposed to. You know, it was one of the first tomatoes that was developed for taste. Oh, is that right? Yeah. They, they 
Go ahead. Is that too loud? No, no, you were, no, you were, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I'm messing with you, Mitch. Okay. Okay. You but were, anyway, so, uh, and it's, they've, they've tried to improve on it, and I don't think they have improved on it. Okay, getting back to my canas. Yes, you're They were a 99. And now they're, um, let me double check. Should be seven eighty eight or three for twenty one dollars. Seven eighty eight. He's writing this down. And three for twenty one dollars. Okay. And they're uh, they're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if they're the dwarf ones. They sure look like it. Because I ne- I don't yeah. seen the regular size that have. Oh, oh, there's, yeah. oh, there's two hummingbirds. Well, I think they like Gold Star Esperanza. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh, are they fighting? Yeah, uh, I think so. Are they working together? <laughs> are they sharing the Esperanza? No, they don't share. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, uh, those ca- I, I don't know. Uh, because my grandmother used to grow them all the time. And the interesting thing about those stupid things, they... They jumped the fence. They must have jumped the fence somewhere, but because now they're in our my home house front yard, hmm. and they're tough. I mean, once they get established, I think they're pretty pretty drought resistant. Of course, if you want them to bloom pretty and everything, and they're soggy resistant too. The what? Oh, the soggy soil resistant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they go. I think they came out of swamps. <laughs> Yeah, the river over there in that river road neighborhood. I haven't been there in a while, but they, they used to grow all, <laughs> all along. Sw- and in the shade. And bloom pretty well in the shade. So, and I think <laughs> they've uh, done some breeding on those. Uh, maybe a genetic engineering uh, to put that uh, BT in those canna leaves so they won't have those holes which I found so interesting as a child. But anyway, there they are. They look good to eat. I don't know. Uh, you see how fleshy that uh, looks? You're eating way too many plants Maybe here. Maybe I better go out there and trace them out, test them out, see mm-hmm. if they're edible. <laughs> okay, what's after canna on uh, the sale? On the sale items after one, canna one is, thing. hold on, it's a coneflower. Oh, yeah, coneflower. A Texas tough, herbaceous perennial that everybody loves. Their daisy-like cone-shaped blooms are pollinator-friendly, works great in containers, are planted in mass. Now on sale for seven eighty-eight or 3 for $21. Where are they? Is that oh, them? I see them. Yeah. The or- is that the I couldn't see it because of the computer. Orange and the pink? Yeah. Two for 21 Three. Three for twenty. I'll give you an extra one. Three for twenty-one. Okay. Okay, I missed those two. Okay. Uh, That's followed by pentas. Did you get lantana? Yeah. Okay. Did you get gold star esperanza? Yes. Okay. Did you get pentas? Yeah. Okay. Blue plumbago? Yeah. Vitex? Yeah. Mexican bird of paradise? (laughs) Firecracker fern? Texas silverado? Texas sage? Heavy rimmed pot? Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'm up to up to speed here now. Good. Uh, like I said, we were talking about, now. I think 
deer will eat the hell out of cannas. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> oh, That was for you, He Jerry. was ready for he that. He was. Uh, I don't think they'll eat cornflour. They may stomp them down, but uh, I don't think they'll eat cornflour. And uh, it, did it, they say that cornflour is perennial, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a yeah. challenge. No. I've, I've, I've had uh, lots of them through the years that really have not come back, but then I've got some that in containers and uh, sun situation where they come back every year. Huh. Well, except for the this last freeze. The, the, the <laughs> yeah, the I imagine I would get them. freeze was a challenge. I just remembered I, I, I see seeing the same thing out at uh, Wild Seed Farm where they plant them in the field. And uh, they do that, what, what you're saying. Some come back and some don't. So maybe we would call it a weak perennial. Uh, anyway, we were talking about the uh, best plants to provide colorful blooms, not snacks for deer. They like snacks. <laughs> I, I was laughing at that lady. She wanted something to put on the porch. Yeah, that, no, and you've... And I, I was... She doesn't know the damn deer have been on her porch. Yeah. <laughs> they... they. I had... Uh, let's see, what was it I had out there at my daughter's? The... Uh, I forget what he had in those pots. Something that they would eat. Yeah. And uh, they've got a ledge in front of a big picture window. And uh, then that goes onto the porch. And those deer walk that ledge to get to those plants and ate them on the front porch, on, on the back porch. Hey, hold on to the, your thought for a second. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. We can talk more about the deer. 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. Blood drive going on today at Millburgers till 3 o'clock. So come on out here and be a part and help the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and your South Texas neighbors. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. Uh, 210-308-8867. Hey, I talked to the folks over at TreeHuggerSprinklers.com or Treehugger Sprinklers. They, um, and one of the things they've noticed is that people are buying them, uh, but... They are buying them uh, on Amazon, and I like Amazon as much as the next one, but you can save if you uh, get them here at Millburgers, or they do have them at HEB, too. Uh, but yeah, so uh, just a little tip. The Tree Hugger Sprinkler is a cool item. It's uh, the uh, winner of the 2021 uh, Hardware's Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. Its concept is that it hinges out 
So it wraps around the base of the tree. So if you're worried about watering the root ball, you just turn it up just a little bit. Oh, and I told him about you, and I said, ah, Jerry likes him, but he's, he, he turns it on from the faucet. He, he controls the water. He said, yeah, I don't know why, but some people do that way, and some people control it from the sprinkler. So uh, in this hot weather, yeah, uh, if you if you uh, slow down the water at the sprinkler and it accumulates in the hose, it'll sometimes burst the hose. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! Well, anyway, he was, he was if it's much, if you've turned it on too much, he said he said it works just fine both ways. So yeah, turn, right. Turn Absolutely. it up a little bit from there, and you get a nice uh, flow that'll uh, do the root ball. Turn it up a little more, yeah, and you'll be able to water the uh, the um, yeah the uh, whole uh, the whole the, under the, line, the canopy the drip line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, but if you want to learn more, go to treehuggersprinklers.com. You'll find them here at Millburgers. Uh, you'll find them at HEB too. So uh, yeah, check them out. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's good, and especially it's about the only way. That you can water during this hot, dry yeah. weather. We'll have to come have him come visit us. Yeah. He, um, he he drives through San Antonio every now and then. They're out of Houston. Okay. But I know he's told me, like, he came and visited Trace, bef- talked to him before he got them up here. So. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Calvin looks lost. Uh-oh. Why is Calvin lost? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's a uh, tree huggler. Is yeah. A, I'm glad you like him. I can, I can like I say, I control it. Well, the way I control the flow is I have my son turn on the water. Yeah. From and and <laughs> and and he he has to check with me periodically because he doesn't believe he's turned it on. Oh, because it's just so low. It's so low, and I want want those squirts out there to be uh, three yeah. to four inches high to soak in. So um, yeah. So have you seen crepe myrtles blooming around town? Remember last week, Calvin had not seen any. That's the only one I've seen blooming right there. No, it is not. <laughs> Calvin, did you ever find any crepe myrtles blooming now? Or are you still not seeing them? I've not. I've really not made a point of looking for them, but I, uh, I haven't seen any. We've got quite a few in my neighborhood, and I haven't seen any that are blooming there. Where, well, what what about where, that one right there, What's Kevin? wrong with your neighborhood? Are they blooming blooming like that one right there, Ken? No, actually, they've got less stubs on (laughs) there. Well, like there, isn't that um, crepe myrtle way down there? I don't know if Calvin can see it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, that looks like it. Oh, and um, it's okay, Milton, don't take this personal. I am. (laughs) I don't know. I want Calvin to see the blooming crepe myrtle. He's missing out. (laughs) But I do the... uh, Pride of Barbados are blooming now. Oh, yeah. And the uh, Esperanza started. And uh, what else have I? Uh, Theralis, I haven't noticed it blooming yet. Yeah. I'm impressed with uh, your newspaper. Oh, you were going to talk about the deer. Did you talk about his article? Was that Calvin's article with the deer? Yeah. Did you finish talking about that? Yeah, we were talking. We talked a little. We talked about some of the plants that were listed. Yeah, yeah. What I'm impressed with is this. Uh, they've got a picture of a, of a sulfur a butterfly <clears throat> on uh, Prada Barbados, 
And then, but the hat caption is is where they really knocked it out of the park. It says, "Deer in some neighborhoods will eat proud of Barbados, so check around before planting." Now, when we tested it in uh, Forest Appleton Forest, um, they would eat they would eat the foliage of some, and definitely eat the blooms, but they wouldn't eat the stems. So they could just kind of trim them back. Did you write that about the some neighborhoods that eat? Them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you know, for ten years, I didn't recommend people not plant it if they're if they had deer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I can't remember if you were emphasizing it at some some place, and uh, I said, well. That's the deer eat that. And, <laughs> and then I noticed that one of my neighbors had planted it, and the deer didn't eat no. it. So, uh, it. I don't think it's one of their preferred deer, yeah. but with this drought going on, they're going to eat some things that uh, we used to say they wouldn't oh, eat. okay, yeah. And now, now they've got thryalis in here. He, Calvin mentioned thryalis. And I've never seen them eat that. I've never either. And uh, so, and that plant hadn't been on the market uh, excessively long, but uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I, let's see, I think we, uh, we had it here in the in the nursery here, and it bloomed the, it bloomed the longest of uh, almost any plant There's, we there had. There were some at least last weekend. There were some uh, thryalis plants here. Yeah, we saw some last week. Yeah. Oh, where? Yeah. Well, I imagine there's some thryalis. They weren't. There. They were not in full. They were not in full bloom yet, but they were. Yeah. Good-looking plants. And they've got a, a good stock picture, stock photo, uh, of a thryalis just full of buds. Just full of buds. Now, if that was anything else, deer come along and eat those buds off. But uh, I've never. We've never had any reports of. Uh, Deer eating the uh, thryalis. Yeah, if they were, if they were eating them. They'd have eaten those in the, my front yard. Cause they got Esperanza, thryalis, and poinciana right. Well, three of them in the front yard. And they wouldn't eat them. They, they didn't eat. eat. No, they haven't eaten any. They, hmm. Just the poinciana was my as my neighbor has planted, and they that's just been the last few years. Yeah, he's all. Yeah. <laughs> They've also got a picture in here of Coravinka uh, by Karen Duxbury. Duxbury, uh, but they've got them in a in a raised bed garden, kind of at a, a, a border in a raised bed garden, and you can tell that's Coravinka because they're alive. Uh, I've seen in situations like that. I've seen Vinka always start to die at the outer rim and then move into the and kill all the rest Air, aerial phytophthor yeah and Calvin says ours are both deer proof and drought tolerant well when they're drought tolerant they don't bloom very well do they hmm well, they just survive, basically. <laughs> well, yeah. it amazes me, like the cemetery iris, they're uh, famous for the fact that they can sit in a cemetery or old homestead for 25 yeah. years and plants grow over the top of them. 
And they, they yeah. have, have this, still have the stems out there, but they quit blooming. And the minute you transplant some of them into a reasonable sunny spot, yep. they're back in the bloom again. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Uh, I told you that uh, Tennessee is using uh, those iris uh, like we use blue bonnets. They're, they just throw the, I, I guess they've just got a potato harvester or whatever or uh, spreads, just spreads the roots out on top of the ground. I mean, they take no, <laughs> and lo and behold, there's big bunches of them uh, blooming out there in the spring. So that's a good plant. But uh, anyway. This year, uh, I mentioned four o'clocks, and usually I consider four o'clocks a weed. Huh? But I, it is really booming up a storm and is dealing with this dry weather and heat so much better than a lot of other places. Oh, yeah. It's tough as a boot. Uh, we used to have a four o'clock lady calling in here. Yeah. yeah uh, right. You know, she was always promoting four o'clock. And, and she I, usually had... I was poo-pooing them. And, she had three or four different colors. Yeah, yeah. Basically, all I have left is pink. But I used to have, <laughs> used to have yellow. Yeah, yellow one. Yeah, I can't, I can't it think was, of what else I had. It was funny. Uh, I grew up getting water when I was a teenager or younger, getting t- water from a water hose uh, that had a four o'clock at the base of it. So when we would r- drop water there on the ground, oh. it, it did well. It did well so far, uh, at, at times in Tennessee. And we had to knock it down to get to the faucet, and so, and so that didn't didn't phase it. I mean, with that water there, it was coming coming back. The funny thing about it is, my uh, it, they're pretty common in Tennessee, and once you have a four o'clock, you got a four o'clock. Oh, okay. I mean, they've got a taproot that you would not believe. Mm. I've got a, a, a planting that is competing with my roses. <laughs> the, the, the t- you know, the tough modern roses. And this in this weather, uh, it, it looks like they're winning the battle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Roundup will kill them. I don't know. I just, uh, they're, they're really pretty satisfying because they've got those almost hollow, big, thick stems. Yeah, yeah. And uh, easy. You can just I, kick them over. Well, I was think I used to think that they're easy to break off, but yeah. when, when it's dry and hot like this, <laughs> I have to use. They a, get hard, harder. Yeah, yeah, I have to use a pruner. All right, we got to take a quick break and get you caught up with the news. Our phone number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Don't forget the blood drive is also here till three. At Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road, but we're right back on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The answer. And welcome back to Mill Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Y'all weren't here, so I, have to, I had to answer a question 
my lord. Yeah, for somebody. He had pumpkins, and they were cracking, and he didn't know what to do. So I told him, well, you want to go inside and get yourself a pumpkin patch. Oh, man. <laughs> man. How long have you waited to say that? Well, man? Trace wanted, wanted vegetable puns today. I've been oh, waiting really? for Trace. Yeah. Oh, I'll wait. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the next. He one. must have heard that you were going to. Yeah, he just said, "You know what? I don't, yeah. I don't want to be here for that." <laughs> yeah, they don't pay me enough to listen to Milton tell these bad jokes. Uh, getting back to the four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, there, there, most Tennessee gardeners, especially the old timers, have four o'clock. Do they use them for a? Uh, display or are they weeds? Uh, display. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And my mother, in her eighties, said that uh, she always liked the uh, the yellow one, but she never could have any. Never got any to grow up there by, by our house, but they were at her mother's house. And I said, mother. You're talking to the man that can make this happen. Because anybody, all you have to do is go down and get some seed. And uh, the seed is vegetative, I think. And so then uh, you throw that throw that seed out. What's that mean, seed is vegetative? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, what I want to say. Ver- not you know, the seed, seed looks strange. Oh. And, uh. I think it has something to do with the genetics of the thing. So, uh, but anyway, it's it's a fleshy seed. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a fleshy seed. But anyway, uh, she had one. The one that she could grow there, my, was one I had never seen. And that is the one you're talking about. I think. What, what did you say? It's pink. Pink. Yeah. Yes, yeah, pink, and very fragrant. Yeah, and co- well, I don't know if it's fragrant. I haven't, but it's covered with blooms. Yeah, yeah. And there was about it's about three and a, three and a half feet tall and four feet around. If oh, you let yeah. it grow. I got I got news for y'all. No, you no. and my Milton. Fragrance. They're fragrant. They're fragrant. He says that. But yeah, no. uh, he can't smell anything. <laughs> no. I, I think that's one of the reasons they were so planted around in Tennessee. Oh, what's good? To open the windows and let you that know, fragrance come in. Now, you mentioned fragrance. You made a mistake there because sweet peas are blooming up a storm right now. Yeah, oh, really? I guess, I guess they won't be for long with this heat, but. Are you sure they're fragrant? They are. Fr- there, I am sure. Look at he smell it. He fresh smells them. Yeah. Well, but you can be good. within ten feet of them and know, know they're fragrant. <laughs> I think the four o'clock is only fragrant after sundown. Well, it wasn't one of the col- colors. It depends on the. Maybe it doesn't depend on the color, but it yeah, it depended it may. on the strain. Yeah, yeah, it may. There's some. Uh, Did one are one of our listeners that the. Uh, that was why they were pursuing the yellow. Yeah, yeah. Yellow. Some, oh, yeah, that's right. The colors vary in fragrance, but the fragrance on any of them are, is very sweet and nice. You know, uh, what else is uh, blooming now is uh, the uh, coral vine. Oh, Queen, yeah. Queen's crown. Oh, Lord. It's made a comeback, huh? Yeah. I yeah, thought it well, got killed. 
Well, well uh, I, I tried <laughs> to have it killed, but it's but I, I was thinking of you know we uh, we've talked to a couple of our listeners that talking about oh there's no no bees out there this year no, no pollinators are they all at your house I said yeah well once that that uh, coral vine started blooming I mean they were covered with uh, mm-hmm. pollinators several different kinds of bees and butterflies very and, good and the hummingbirds <laughs> it's, it's got to be in in terms of my uh, neighborhood it's got to be the most uh, popular uh, po- uh, oh, nectar yeah. source plant yeah. and it's so, always got open newly open yeah that's room. right you're and right. is that is that invasive it sounds like from the way you're yeah calvin's jaw dropped yeah my question yeah if you got a coral vine you need a uh, machete so <laughs> laura's looking for something kind of half sun half shade to plant by a uh, patio cover that would climb up the patio cover but but maybe not something that we would be fighting with because we have we butterfly have... vine. Oh, okay. The uh, yellow one. Yeah. Calvin, you have any suggestions other than butterfly vine? No, I'm not, not as fond of but- butterfly vine as Jerry is. So your queen's queen's crown would not be a suggestion you'd make. No, probably probably no. not because that's that is you gotta. Morning glory is not a suggestion you'd make. No, no. I like uh, if are the can the deer reach it. No, I don't have. We don't have deer in our okay. neighborhood. Pro, I, I like <laughs> deer. Don't eat anything in our house. I always like cross vine. Oh, okay. Uh, it's what not, color are the cross vine blooms? They're uh, a rusty, or rusty uh, orange. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, burnt orange. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is the? She went to A and M. Jerry, there's a. Vari- <laughs> what is the variety that has got is the most desirable selection? On the cross vine, I can't remember the name. I think they found it down here on New Braunfels, North, uh, Paul de Coxon. Orange, it's got orange in it. Yeah. Uh, so what is it called again? I'm sorry. Cross vine. Cross vine. Jerry and I will think we'll figure out what. Okay. The, the Tonight about two o'clock. Tops. Yes. <laughs> There's a selection that's got a superior uh, orange color. It's oh, that's pretty. It says something orange. Something orange. I'm going to do. I mean. Cro- I mean I'm going to do cross vine orange and see what I get. <laughs> and I'm sure about it. half of our listeners know. What. Oh, man. The second question is cross vine poisonous. No. Well, okay. Tangerine beauty. That's it. Tang- that's it. Google knows everything. <laughs> and I, I, I wonder I'm if we have sure some. that was found by Paul Cox and them on the northern Bronfield. Oh, is that right? Right there by, below the botanical garden. Where I, where I was really impressed with it was out there at Mitchell Lake. They had oh. it, uh, they had it on the gate, on both sides of the gate, and gosh, it won, that one year. I don't know if it was oh. every year. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, trying to flag down somebody. I didn't think if the guys from Gardening Volunteers wanted to come up, they can come up, and but they've kind of, should we get his attention and he can tell when he, because they're loading up their vehicle. Well, they may, they may uh, they've, successfully oh, they, they completed come, they come their back. assignment. No, no, they got to come back, I think, unless that's Milberger's intent, <laughs> but I think it's theirs. Okay, so <clears throat> will you flag one down if you see them before we okay. both try? All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. We sell CrossVine, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Does it grow quickly? Do I get a big one or a small well, yeah, one? Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's just fine. like butterfly vine. It's it's substantial growth rate, but doesn't take over the whole world. Ooh, I like this. Okay. I'll see. I like the fact of having something burnt orange at the house. 
Yeah. So uh, 210-308-8867. <laughs> and speaking of... Do deer uh, do eat it, though, if you had to. Oh, we don't... We, we have squirrels, possums, raccoons, cats. Uh, any of those eat it? No. Okay, then. You want some deer? Uh, I don't. I don't, no. th- I don't think they'd like me if I introduced deer back into the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm sure at one time they did. Um, the, did they have deer at one time? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the uh, other thing I was going to tell you, speaking of Paul Cox, the other thing I see blooming around town too, in tough, tough conditions, is the uh, desert willow. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. I've seen some of those too. They they do better in this kind of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This one was they really. Don't like, they don't is, like a lot of rain. Well, this is yeah. This is a desert willow uh, weather. For oh, sure. Okay. It's kind of like a desert mountain. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> hot. And it it uh, it fares well even when the nights are hot. That's <laughs> that's one of the reasons everybody put it on the market. I mean. Uh, Took uh, took notice of it because uh-huh. they were they were Paul Cox and and uh, Lynn Lauer and that bunch were all going to Mexico to get some plant material out of Mexico where it's hot and dry and they they would come upon trees of that and uh, it was uh, blooming in virtually a desert. And so that's why they propped it. And then Paul Cox took the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> I think he's focused. <laughs> Paul Cox took the, uh, and came out with the one he caught named Bubba, mm-hmm. which is a vast improvement over the wild ones that they used to Yeah, that's, and that's what I think I'm seeing. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Paul purple. Will. Purple. Paul was an unbelievable <laughs> great horticulturist, but I didn't care for his name. Uh, <laughs> I like Bubba. He 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 uh, he insisted on that night. Did he? Yeah, when he gave it to the commercial growers that uh, they could have it. I guess we can't give him credit for porterweed. No, because <laughs> no. that, that they've called porterweed porterweed for for years and years and years. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he insisted on that name. I, I don't know why, but uh, anyway, uh, we got, uh, let's see, did we finish? Oh, yeah, on my story. Uh, mother couldn't get the uh, yellow one to grow up at, up at our home house, but it grew down at her mother's house, her mother's home, home house. And so I just went down there one day, and yeah, after it had bloomed, and got about four or five seed, threw them up there next to the house, and they had them. And she had the right colors uh, that she wanted uh, within two weeks. What? Uh, let's see. We know they have the yellow and the pink. Yeah. There's kind of a kind of a. Yeah, violet or lavender, right? Right, right. There, uh, there's they, something about the genetics of those. I don't know whether who am I trying to think of Darwin or something did a study on on morning glories to to uh, at four o'clock. Four o'clock to to uh, something about the colors, about, about the different colors. There was uh, there white too. Yeah. 
Another white. But I wonder what happened to our uh, morning glory, I, I mean our <laughs> four o'clock lady that called in all the time. I don't know. She's maybe enjoying the the blooms of uh, going so. wild in this four o'clock weather. So if you if you're listening out there and you know who we're talking about or you're big interested in uh, four o'clock, you know why they call them four o'clock, man? Know what? You know why they call them four o'clock? Oh, because they bloom at four o'clock. Four o'clock. Thank you, Mel. Uh huh. You kept it on to this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, as I was walking in, we talked about pollinator. I, I, I stopped by that. They got a purple salvia out here. Uh, got a new name. It's been around for a while. But as I was walking in, there's a hummingbird there. Just working, working the dickens out of it. And so I stopped, thinking he would come around to my side of the deal. But then he saw me. <laughs> and rather and ran. Yeah, you get that a lot. <laughs> and then, then he jumped up on the tables, uh, uh, sucking on the uh, little the, the, uh, salvias up there. Yeah, I the little small ones. The one, the, the those two that they were at the Esperanza, and then they went over there by the uh, toxinia, the salvia toxinia. Yeah, right. Uh, so they're in the they're on the move. Yeah, they're pretty territorial right now. They they must be in the middle of their nesting situation. Although today we've seen what three at least here at Milburgers. Yep. Said. Let's uh, <coughs> say I'm looking at Neil Spear's questions and answers. He says, "I want to attract bees and butterflies." plants to my vegetable garden. What can I plant in a row that will have nectar by mid-April? By mid-April? Huh? That's last year or next year? That's, oh yeah, must be. Yeah. Must be this year, earlier. I'm trying to think of all the sides of your question. I'm assuming that you want plants that are blooming in mid-April and that attract pollinators. And I'm assuming that you want uh, pollinators for your vegetables. That's all just my guess, but I'll give it a try, hoping I've assumed it correctly. Since you didn't ask for a large assortment of plants, I'm going to stick with just one salvia. That's good. My choice would be autumn sage, salvia gregei, in all of its colors. It blooms for a long period starting in late winter and going into the summer, then resuming in the fall. It's a woody perennial and can leave it in place year after year. Hey. So, uh, did you want to come talk to us about what's going on? At sure. Yeah. No. Oh. What'd you say? But David? anyway, he David, recommended Grab that salad. microphone here real quick. So David is with us. David, you're the president? No. Oh, Okay. No, the president's over there loading up the uh, truck. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. The president should be delegating. <laughs> well, uh, he's, he's really over there waiting in line at the restroom probably. Oh, <laughs> that's smart. But well, David just, you know, gave him a good cover. 
He's just shy. That's well, David, all. David Eastman is with us. David, what is your title? Uh, I can't read it. Oh, Gardening Volunteers. Well, I'm, uh, I just stepped down from the board of directors I was on there for the last couple of years, and so I'll be back again one of these days. So we just had the top tomato contest here right. at Mill Burgers, and we had every people won some really great prizes for those yeah. tomatoes. Yeah, hundred dollars and fifty dollars, seventy five dollars. I mean, that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. the celebrities looked good. Were there yeah. any other selections that were of the large? I'm not sure. Um, there were two entries that were celebrities. Yeah, I'm not sure what the other entries were. I didn't read the labels. Those were the nicest ones. And then there was some Ruby Crush that were beautiful. And then some uh, uh, Sun Gold cherry tomatoes that were very nice looking. Ah. I'm sure they were tasty, but I didn't get to eat any. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, this year a lot of people are complaining about their tomatoes. We yeah. had odd weather. It was cool early. That's what it was, it was cool earlier. early, and then it was hot later. And yeah. Well, so, it was, uh, a month ago we were thinking that everything was... Uh, going fine, you know, the tomatoes look good. They were rel- relatively small on the plants, but they, we thought they'd they'd uh, fill out and be ready for action. Yeah, I don't have as much sun as I need anymore. I have really? my, my tomato plants are six feet tall, and they've got tomatoes on them, but they're still all green. Yeah. And I did plant something new this year. I planted the, uh, the black strawberry, little, small, kind of heart-shaped uh, large cherry tomato. And I've got some on there that are ripe now that are just absolutely gorgeous. Some of the prettiest tomatoes I've ever seen. What do they taste like? I haven't eaten one yet. Oh. They just got I just got back from a cruise and so I haven't picked them to eat them to oh. try them yet. They weren't ripe before I left and so now there four of them are ripe and then there's some more that are getting turning ripe. So you mean he passed up the the uh, tomato contest that he is traditionally yeah. done very well in so he could go on his cruise. And I, I guess that's that's part of it when you get old like that. Yeah, right. Man. And you have a happy wife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, she, quite, she doesn't even, she didn't even yeah. like tomatoes. Yeah. So I have to cook everything now. But she now. likes cruises. She likes cruises. Yeah. yeah. So I have to cook everything and only put a little tomato in there give in her a, portion. Give us a quick uh, rundown on the latest GVST. Yeah, what's news. going on at GVST? Okay, GVST, we are finally after... The COVID break, we're finally meeting in person again at the uh, Garden Center the third Monday at noon uh, with guest speakers telling all about the best things in gardening, propagation, etc. What are these videos that were, I mean? Oh, yeah. We've uh, put together a series of videos, which is, that's really awesome. Um, And so those are all on our website. So you can go and you can watch. Um, During the uh, pandemic, we had the home tour. And people mm-hmm. didn't want people coming through their yards during the pandemic, so they videoed them all. And so that, that's how we got started in making videos was from the home tour. Now we're making videos on other different subjects. And so uh, I've watched a few of them, but not all of them. But that's really a great way to learn about gardening and see beautiful plants, beautiful yards in San Antonio. Cool. So go to the website. Now. Go to the website, and the videos are there. Gardeningvolunteers.org, right? gardeningvolunteers.org and we have just um, completely revamped our website so we have a much nicer website than we had that's only come online about the last few months or so no oh, yeah look at that wow that website is really nice it's a brand new website yeah now, this is a this is a uh, gardening organization that does a lot of uh, 
good uh, good tasks and uh, important <laughs> projects uh, that you can join right away. Yeah, and, and you a lot of opportunities to learn, a lot of opportunities to participate in important projects. Yeah, you, you don't have to. Membership's completely yeah. free, and it's all volunteer. And we do a lot of events throughout the year and throughout neighborhood uh, neighborhood organizations. You know the little neighborhood fairs, and we promote water saving uh, plants and landscapes uh, to save our resources of natural of water here in San Antonio. And Jerry has relied on garden volunteers for his, some of his research projects, and I've relied on them for the conservation uh, projects and. Uh, uh, things like the butterfly gardens and fundraisers for right, some right. nonprofits. Yeah, and so. we go and we help when the city gives away the trees. On mm-hmm. there, we we help volunteer to pass out the trees. But we get to go to a lot of those events. You know where we have a presence there. You get to meet and greet and learn yeah. and meet other gardeners. And so you really don't need to know that much about gardening to be a volunteer. You know you can just go and and help set up things help pass out information about water-saving uh, brochures from saws, um, and you can learn on as you go. You don't need to be an expert to join our organization. That's so a, what's the next? organization. June 20th is the next class over at Mitchell yeah, Lake? Yeah, third, third Monday, so June 20th, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure who the guest speakers are, but that information will be on our website yeah. as soon as it's available. Yeah, it, it, it gives the topic. Uh, but yeah, that's very cool. Free, and uh, that'd be a good time to to come out and just yeah, meet we, people. Yeah, we have and, a. Uh, not all the programs are free. They yeah. got the the design schools. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, we have the design school, landscape design schools. Um, that's very uh, uh, informative. People come and they bring their pictures of the yards and the house, and then they listen to a bunch of different experts, including um, you've talked there with your. Uh, Twelve months of color, I think, and yeah. then and then the other. But the one of the key factors is that you can talk about your specific issues in your life. Right after we have all the presentations, then we have one-on-one consultations with uh, experienced uh, gardeners mm-hmm. that can look at your house and tell you what to do at your house for what you are trying to achieve. Yeah, it's a lot. It's very uh, interesting and a lot. Yeah, of those fun. are those are well well received and well attended. Um, a lot of times they sell out, you know, so, but then, you know, sign up for the next one. That'll be good now, too, with the, uh, maybe we can get more of those and have less uh, uh, remote. Right, yeah. So, hopefully everything, everything is, with proper precautions, we're doing all of our events in person. Good. Uh, and as, as of this time. Well, the place to go is gardeningvolunteers.org to learn all about everything that's going on. We've got to take a break. Thank you for coming out and being a part of this again. We're just getting it started, so I'm sure next year, as long as nothing happens again, we'll we'll do it again next year. Do it again and have a bigger bigger and better one next year, too. And so, thanks to Millburgers for hosting us yeah. and giving out the, the gift certificates for the gardeners to, to uh, present and show yeah, off their tomatoes. Just, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll Thanks, be back David. in a moment. Don't go anywhere, David. i got a quick question for you. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come right back on 930 AM, The Answer. But I'm a going to do what 
the summertime blues. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. By the way, I was supposed to say hello to one of our listeners by the name of Cruz that uh, stopped me the other day and said he listens every Saturday to the show. I encouraged him to call in, and hopefully Cruz will call in, and and uh, if he's got any uh, any questions or stuff, we can help him out, because he said he's he does gardening on Saturday, and that's when he listens to us. It, it moves him forward. It encourages him. It pushes him. So, oh. I know. I didn't know we pushed anybody. No, I didn't either. All right. 210-308-8860. Is that the same as irritating people? No, no. I think this is better. I'm not sure. I'll have to find out from him. I'll get more details. Uh, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. (laughs) I get uh, Neil's Perry newsletter every week, and uh, I look through the things to do. And he's really pushing this. I don't know why. He says, much of Texas is quite dry this year. Is that an understatement or not? Yes. <laughs> Except at Dennis's house. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got two hours of rain up in Austin. <laughs> and with that in mind, he said, be prepared to water new shrubs and trees thoroughly by hand every two to three days this spring and summer to help them establish good root systems. What was Mark's thing? The 231 or something or two, 321 for newly uh Planted every three days, every... No, I think I'm messing it up. Maybe it's one, two, three. Poor Mark is going to call in and go, oh, this is so simple. Is it, like, was, was it every one? Well, that, that's what he came up with, that formula. Yeah, but I'm... He claims how simple it is. Apparently. But I'm with you. I can't remember what those what the numbers are. I can't remember mean. the order. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I always harass Jerry because I think it's too frequent <laughs> uh, to... Uh, but... I'm, I always adhere to the uh, feeling the the soil. If it's an inch, if it's dry to an inch, then you yeah, okay. water it. But when I do that to my finger, it makes it bleed. Yeah, because it's the rock. Soil. And it's, uh, yeah, in the rocks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he, Neil continues that sprinkler irrigation alone is never adequate. Never adequate. There, look at Andrew must have been hiding. No, he was working. I saw him dragging some stuff out to the vehicle, the the GVST van or something. So everybody that buys stuff, especially shrubs, yeah. and trees. Oh, okay. You better keep this okay. in mind, right. or you're gonna lose them. And and uh, when you pay a bunch of money for hollies and things like that, uh, they don't wilt. And uh, the citrus, my citrus uh, that has sprouted back from the ground, uh, doesn't wilt either hardly. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of droops, but uh, so I keep an eye on it. Get my little sprinkler out there. Uh, my what is it? Wraparound uh, sprinkler. Your uh, tree hugger. Tree hugger. And just uh, put it out where the, the little squirts are coming out. Uh, about uh, three to four inches from the from the tree hugger, and, uh, and then let it run for several hours. 
All right. We got and, Beth on the line because I think even, even if you forget it, you can. It'll work. I think this is the person you were talking about. Beth, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for calling us at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Beth? Well, I didn't know if I was that person who had talked to you all about 4 o'clock before, but they're one of my favorite plants, and I have them in all colors. This <laughs> year, I have not watered that particular patch because last year... They were so thick and so heavy and grew so tall and were real slow in blooming. So I decided <laughs> this year I was going to withhold. So a few of them have come up, some of the old stubborn ones, probably the ones that are the rose-colored or pink, have yeah. come up on their own. And I decided now I'm going to go ahead and water so that I will get some of the other ones. And I, I have had, I've had coral. A beautiful shade of coral. The blooms themselves were not large, but they were very pretty. And then I've had a, a real deep rose one that I always loved because it's such a deep color. Uh, as they come up in this particular patch where they get full sun, afternoon sun, I could always tell the plants by the color of the stem. You know, oh, the, the pale stems would have been the whiter the others. Uh, some of the whites had red stamens. Some of them had plain or yellow stamens. Uh, let's see, the seeds, as somebody was describing, I forgot what was the term used, Jerry. But anyway, to me, the seeds were always like little hand grenades. There you go. That's right. You know, and the cardinals would eat them with their beak. They could crack them. Huh. And so I was always happy. But now this year... A lot, the little ditch I have dug around this area, a little depression, a lot of the seeds landed in that little ditch last year. So there are lots of little ones that have come up, which oh, I boy. scrape out because yeah. I don't want any more. No. But anyway, and they, we I always found them very fragrant and have them close to an area where we always like to sit in the evening, you know, cool evening, and this fragrance of them, was it was just so pleasant, you know. Yeah, do you notice that uh, some colors are more fragrant than other colors? Yes, absolutely. And and there was one of the yellow ones that was very fragrant. Right, yeah. No no fragrance in the white. And I don't remember that there was any fragrance in that deep rose. Mm-hmm. But another oh. thing I had done a long time ago, my husband was, a, was an archer amateur, and he had his air place where he liked to shoot target practice in the evening after work. And so I would dig up all the white ones that I could find, <laughs> and I'd plant them over in that area because the whites would show up, you know, in the late evening as dusk was coming on. Yeah. But as time went by, all my white ones turned to deep red or the pink. Wow. So That's when weird. Jerry was talking about... Saving just saving some seeds from for his mother, I, yeah. I I I questioned whether for myself, you know, whether the seeds would come true or not. Oh yeah, well these came. He, she wanted a yellow. Mm-hmm. She, she had the pink, <laughs> and uh, she wanted a yellow, and I, I I just went down and got some of the seed. Do you do you know the uh, genetics? 
behind that uh, plant? No. Uh, I, I no. don't know whether it's Mendel or... I don't, uh, no, I don't know. Okay. And the, maybe, the reason... Go ahead. Maybe our, our researcher up in uh, Austin, Dennis, can... Uh, Look! Look for the research on uh, on morning on uh, four o'clock. Well, they, is he, there is either they, Mendel or Darwin. One of those. There are native four o'clocks down in the area of Mission and uh, along the border there, and some of the brushy areas. There were wild four o'clocks, and the bed, the plants were. A little bit straggly, you know. They weren't hardy and thick like yeah. we have our cultivated ones. And yeah. I, as I was collecting plants for an herbarium, I caught I collected some of them from down there. But they definitely were four o'clock, and they were okay. native in that huh. area. So, well, Ka- Calvin just walked up and came back, and uh, I want you to see. Tell me again: uh, are the are the four o'clock fragrant? Yes. Yes, not all of them. Not every one is fragrant. Right. But when you, but when you have a nice group of them, you know there is enough fragrance. So if you're sitting near there, you get that fragrance, and then you see those little hawk moths come by and everything. So yeah. a nice evening party. There you go. Well, and it you know it makes a difference too if you don't even be, have to be able to smell things if you have an imagination like Jerry does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and another thing Calvin mentioned about the hollow stems, in the fall, when it's ready for things to slow down, well, the four o'clocks all of a sudden lose their leaves. I mean, just overnight, just quick, you know. And then as these different little joints of the stems fall right there where they're planted, it often, it reminded me of a pile of chicken drumstick bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It, you know, <laughs> you know what a jump, drumstick bone oh, yeah. looks like. Yeah, uh-huh. well, that's that's the way their stems that would fall would be, and I always just left them, you know, to go ahead and decompose, and never did anything else to that bed. But I like anyway, putting them I, in the compost pile because they decompose so quickly. So quickly, yeah. Yeah, but they are, they really are a favorite of mine and. I'm sure my grandmother must have had them, but oh, how, yeah. I, how I happened to have this, get my start when we moved to this place in 1957, a brother-in-law of mine who lived not too far away and who loved four o'clocks told me I absolutely had to have a four o'clock. So he dug from his bed a yellow one and brought it to me. This would have been a 57 or maybe 58. And so I planted the one yellow one. And so from all these different colors that I have now, all stemmed from that yellow one that he brought way back there. Wow. So, what colors do you have, the yellow and the pink, and what else? I have yellow and pink, and I have a deep rose, which has a real dark stem. I was saying earlier, Calvin, you can tell the plant by the color of the stem, whether it's going to be a light color, but I have beautiful coral one. The flower's not as big as the other ones. But anyway, it's very pretty. And then the deep rose and white. And of the white ones, some of them have red stamens 
and some have yellow stamens. Oh, wow. And then around the property here, every so often I'll find a volunteer plant that has come up away from this patch, you know, where it, how it got out there. And they, in spite of no rain this year, those far-fetched volunteers have gone ahead and come up. They're not thriving, but they're there. So they, when we get this rain, we're going to get one of these days. <laughs> I'm hoping you, all you, of them. Are you pretty sure of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope. I there hope. you go. Well, you, you go. You, with your knowledge of four o'clock, you probably should do an analysis of what's going to happen with climate change and the situation <laughs> with four. They might end up with our being our more dominant plant. There you there. go. Yeah. Well, that that's along that line. That's something I think about. China berries, as bad as people don't like China berries, as nice and green and healthy as they're looking these days. I kind of scratch my head and think, well, maybe we better not destroy all of them. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hard, hard to say. Yeah. Well, I, thank I, you, I Beth. Have, oh, I'm I sorry have, for calling in. Well, you ta- okay. You take I'm care. Glad. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye, Beth. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're up against a break, so we're going to take one right now and come back, talk to you about uh, Spider-Man, and uh, take your questions at 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Hey, you know, uh, Al is focusing on summer songs. And uh, one thing about summer, too, is mosquitoes. You can count on them. And you can count on Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control to develop a system. Do the mosquitoes come in the desert? Yes. When it's uh, yeah, 100 I still, degrees? I, I, yeah. They still, they find water somewhere. And if you're watering, they'll find it. And, hey, there's more Sinisa. So I'm telling you, it's going to rain. And when it rains, we're going to get mosquitoes if you don't already have them now. Calvin, or you can go to Calvin's house, which is apparently mosquito-free. But you can uh, make sure you stay mosquito-free by getting the into-care system. I think it's these these gardeners, it's wishful thinking on there. Everybody's getting one of these booming uh, uh, Texas sages so so they they can bring on the rain. It's going to rain, I'm telling you. Um, anyway, get Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. The Into Care System is a very cool mosquito killing system that allows uh, the mosquitoes fly in, they uh, and they spread the uh, insecticide. I think I think actually it's an organic in- insecticide too that kills them, so you don't have to spray. Or maybe it's it, it's more efficient because of what they're doing. They land in other uh, bushes and stuff, and it kills. And then when the other mosquitoes land in the same place, it kills them as well. Um, so, yeah, because I was trying to read some information about it uh, the other day. Uh, Warren sent me some. But, uh, yeah, go check it out. The Into Care system is featured at uh, GhostSpiderManPest.com. One of these days, let's see if we can get Warren to talk yeah. to us about how it relates to butterfly populations. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, that that's a question I have some interest in. Because oh, it would be great if we could, you know, if you can control the mosquitoes. Yeah, without the fogging and the, yeah, and yeah which also kills other dis- stuff. Disrupt. Probably have to, you know, I don't know, it seems like you'd have to 
uh, interfere with some butterfly activity, but uh, probably very little because of how they operate. Well, I know Warren's sensitive to that, too, so we'll ask him if he'll come on next week and tell us about it. But you can learn more about it uh, at uh, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call them at 210-656-3721. Lisa is on the line and has a question for us. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Enjoy the show and always learn something new. So I need helpful information. I have an old ash tree in my front yard, and the front of my house faces the west. And so um, the freeze last year and then a little bit of the ice storm we had this year has kind of destroyed it. So it's got to come down. Um, And trying to plan ahead for planting something new in the fall, and what would your suggestions be? How big is that ash tree? How large would it uh, be? Go ahead. Um, it's, pro- you know, above, I have a one-story house, so it's probably, you know, 50 feet. It's a pretty big tree. Oh, so um, so maybe a Texas red oak wouldn't okay. be too large. Uh, that, that's okay. one, of my, one of my fav- favorites. Uh, okay. Mexican white oak. Looking for something that kind of have a big canopy. Yeah. For the shade. Yeah. And you said the Mexican. Texas Texas red oak and then Mexican white oak. Another name is Monterey oak. Okay. They're both fast growing too. And Monterey oak is uh, generally evergreen. Texas red red oak is deciduous. Okay. Okay. And what about a chinkapin? How does that compare to those? That's good. I, I always find chinkapin is, it depends on the site, whether they grow as fast as, bur, it's, it's, to me it's kind of a lot like a bur oak. Uh, some sites it seems to grow really fast, other sites it yeah. stares at you for years and years. But chinkapin is, is a good one, yeah, it's well. It's uh, a Texas superstar, okay. I think, yeah. But uh, well, and you, then, you be careful where you get your Texas red oak. Make sure it's a native, I mean, a native seed population that grew the seed. Okay. If you get, if you get, you may get a better deal at some of these big box stores, but they're, yeah, they're no. not the seed that you want. Yeah, you want to okay. want a source, acid soil source. Yeah. I mean, a okay. alkaline soil source. <laughs> Okay. All right. What about it, when I take it down, they're going to grind that stump down and about planting a tree kind of in the same area? How, do I need to be concerned about, like, the old roots that are dying in that area? I don't know. I don't know. Especially on an ash, they decompose pretty quickly, but I don't, I've never seen a problem there. Yeah. Okay. The, the, if they, especially if they're going to grind the stump down. Okay. You may have, right. you may you may you may have uh uh if we get it into some more rain <laughs> you may have yeah, a mushroom nice? you you have yeah you may have a mushroom or two pop up on okay. the old roots but for, uh, that's about all. Yeah, for a few years but sometimes you don't okay. see any. Yeah. All right. Thank Alrighty. you so much. Have a have a great day and I love the show. 
Thank, Thank you, Lisa. Lisa. Very nice of you. Bye-bye. All right. We have uh, James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, I've got a, I've got a question on tree irrigation specifically. Um, I'm out here in the sand in Atascosa County, and I've got a lot, quite a few native uh, post oaks, huge post oaks, and some yeah. blackjack oaks. Yeah. And I've only had to water them twice since I've owned this place uh, in drought periods because I know they like it dry. That's why right. they're out here. Um, but in this severe drought, I'm thinking about, you know, running some water to them uh, because it hasn't rained here in months, literally. Um, so I always grew up or uh, was taught, I should say, to water at the drip line. And I hear you all say recently to water at the base of the tree. So when I'm going to run my water hose and just let it go overnight on these trees one by yeah. one, yeah. do I just put do I put it at the at the base of the trunk? Would that well, be now, what are these, you are well these are well-established trees, right? Oh, some of these trees are over 30 feet tall easily. Yeah, yeah. Hey, they're they they're the classic uh, out there at the drip line. At the drip line, yeah. Yeah, you know we okay, thought, at the we drip used line. to think everything was drip line, but then <laughs> then uh, the newly planted uh, the the base. That's right. Is uh, the best place to do. Oh, so that's the difference. Okay, so established trees because I got a bunch of trees that I planted, cypress and bur oaks and the crepe myrtles. I've watered all those, and I do it at the drip line. So once they're established, it's going back to the drip line. Is what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. But because okay. you, once you, if you just plant a plant, and it's in a pot, that the root system hadn't gotten spread out to get to be able to get additional water. But so, and and the problem in the, in droughts like we're in now. Uh, it's very difficult for the root to uh, expand out past that uh, root ball. Right. It, uh, so you have to keep that root ball watered just like it was in a nursery. Okay. I was kind of confused by that, but that makes sense to me now. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I hate, I've been holding off, but I don't want to lose these trees because I remember the last drought uh, and then it started raining. There was a lot of reports. A lot of these post oaks had had passed. I guess because oh, yeah, one extreme oh, yeah. to the next. I always, yeah, I, I want to try to avoid that. They're yeah. always okay. they're looking Strike. for a place to reason to die. Yeah, right? they're always so temperamental. It seems like to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that answers my question. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank you cool. for calling. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Got a couple minutes left. What else is going on? I thought James was going to bring some tomatoes in. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that. We didn't discourage maybe him, he, Maybe he's going to bring him into Phoenix next yeah. week. Uh, we want to see him here. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, in case you're wondering, there is a, another uh, top tomato contest. And that's next Saturday at Phoenix Nursery. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty similar to the one we had at Millburgers today. But uh, you can check it out. Go to their website and uh, yeah. If you felt felt didn't feel like entering today, and uh, I'm looking around on the porch, Milton. Did anybody bring me some tomatoes? I think the, all their tomatoes went home with them. Yeah. What kind of uh, deal had, was that? They had that nice. I thought he was going to leave those with us. Yeah, but you notice he put them down at my end rather than Jerry's. Uh, <laughs> he, he knew if he put them at Jerry's end, he wasn't going to see him again. <laughs> Is the peaches guy here? I'm trying to remember. 
I looked, but I didn't see him when I came in. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I saw him. Um, I didn't. I didn't see him. I okay. went the other direction. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got about oh a little more than a about Every, two minutes. Everybody, be careful now with the heat. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be hot today, but the next few days is going to be even hotter. No, so. did you want me to read what? the? Want me to read the weather? And I'll wait till tomorrow. Hundred plus. Yeah. What? For four That's days what they're saying. One hundred one tomorrow and. Uh-uh. No. That's sad. That's sad? <laughs> to be that hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it is summer in Texas. Right? Yeah. Summer in South Texas can be kind of hot. Texas. Well, but uh, last May was a record hot month. Yeah. And uh, this this month it started out the same way. So. July 1st is, quite, is usually our first 100-degree day. Oh, mm-hmm. is that right? Oops. <laughs> so, I think so we've had that already. Yeah, a month, we're a month and a half ahead of it already. All right. All right, well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and uh, get you ready. Hey, don't forget, if you're uh, inclined to give blood, the blood drive uh, and the blood South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will be here until 3 o'clock. So you've got another hour to come on out and donate blood. Millburgers has a nice gift certificate for you to, from donating, and they've got a nice little gift certificate for you as a thank you. For donating blood here at Millburgers today. Lots of people come out and do it each time. And we're beginning to build those numbers up again. So uh, if you didn't come out this time, maybe come out and plan to come out next time to Millburgers uh, and uh, donate blood. By the way, you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn all about all the events, including the blood drive and everything, uh, here at Millburgers. That's millburgernursery.com. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al, doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Wick. This is 9.30 a.m., And that means that, of course, it's the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.